Hi folks, this is John Curry. Welcome to another episode of John Curry's Secure Retirement Podcast. Today I'm sitting across the table from my my friend Dominic Calabro. Dominic, welcome. Thank you, John. Dominic is president of the Florida Tax Watch, and we're going to have some conversation today about what Tax Watch does, uh, Dominic's role, and what he sees as the future issues facing the state of Florida as well as current. So first of all, Dominic, welcome, and tell us a little bit about Tax Watch. John, Florida Tax Watch is the eyes and ears of the taxpayers of Florida for 40 years now. It's celebrating its 40th anniversary at the Breakers Hotel in Palm Beach, uh, December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. Uh, It was founded in 1979 by uh, a group of prestigious and influential business and civic leaders, notably the uh, uh, CEO of Winn-Dixie, J.E. Davis, the founder, uh, well, founder of Winn-Dixie, also founder of Tax Watch. Also, uh, George Jenkins, the founder of Publix and founder of Tax Watch. Yep. Um, the, Mark Hollis, who was a very active senior officer, later became vice chairman of Public Supermarkets. Uh, since then, we've had Barney Barnett as a chairman of Tax Watch. But we had Phil Lewis, who was a Democrat, conservative Democrat, Ken Plant, uh, a moderate Republican, both very, very well-respected leaders and the Florida legislature. Back in the late 70s, there was a, a concerted effort to look at the state of Florida. We really were beginning to grow. We just came out of a great serious recession of 1973-74. Um, but uh, there was, Florida's a time of uh, growing up from being a, like an adolescent, becoming like a full adult. Um, since that time, we're now the third largest state in the nation. And a big reason why we are, because at the turn of the previous century, late 1800s, 1900s, Florida was one of the poorest, smallest, and least important states in the Union. And it became, over the, a period of 80 to less than 100 years, one of the most important megatrend states in the nation, the third largest, fourth fastest growing state in the nation. And uh, it, people wanted to make sure that there would be an organization that would look out for all the taxpayers, knowing it's time... Uh, it makes sense to raise taxes, and if you do, how do you do so in the, with the least harm to the economy and do the most good for the people of Florida? They wanted a group that was nonpartisan. They wanted to make sure Tax Watch would look out for all the taxpayers, um, not just the, the poor, not just the wealthy, but everybody. Make sure that we help raise all tides. So over those years, Tax Watch has really been a bird dog, uh, a guide dog, and especially a watchdog. It has not been a lapdog under Democratic or Republican governors, legislatures, it served the public by finding ways government can be more effective, more efficient. It's offered specific ways to save tens of millions and hundreds of millions of dollars. Over the years, billions of dollars, enough to save between $2,000 for each Florida family. Let me ask you a question, Dominic. People listen to this. If they're asking themselves, why should I care about Tax Watch? What would your answer be to that? Well, because you can't have the, you can't have a good state and local government if you don't have someone not only watching over it but being a good steward, watching over to make sure that uh, power is held accountable, that our city officials, our county officials, school board members, the Florida legislature, governor, cabinet, are not only made accountable but are offered ideas to help them deliver more value, to serve the people of Florida better, to tell the truth when sometimes the truth hurts, um, to uh, Make sure that we're looking out for all the taxpayers and their long-term interests. 
like for one thing, TaxWatch has been studying the issue of uh, public pensions for a long time and identified ways that we can make reforms. And we did so in a bipartisan manner. We had the uh, two big gubernatorial candidates in 2010. Um, Alex Sink was running for uh, governor. She was the CFO at the time. She ran against, of course, Rick Scott, who did win. But upon, uh, even after uh, the race was over in December of 2010, there was a joint press conference where they both, uh, both groups hailed the Tax Watch report of major cost savings, including a massive piece of pension reform uh, legislation that, that came about. It caused the employees, uh, Florida's the only state at the time that did not require its employees to contribute anything to their retirement. Uh, they said either go to a defined contribution plan, which we did not, or have a defined benefit plan, but have the employees contribute. We recommended 5%. The state settled on 3 The state was sued. Tax Watch came in in an amicus brief before the Florida Supreme Court and helped win a very, very narrow case by bringing over one of the more progressive justices uh, to side 4 to 3 in favor um, of that pension reform. That saved not only $2 billion a year for all the taxpayers, okay, it also, over 30 years, is well over 60 to $80 billion. One would call that a good day's work. Uh, some other big tax things that Tax Watch has done is we once had an intangibles tax. It's a tax on, on stocks, bonds, and things of that nature. Uh, tax Watch worked initially with Governor Lawton Childs, but then really ramped it up with Governor Jeb Bush and the Florida legislature to phase the intangibles tax, the tax on money and uh, on uh, seniors tax, phase it out without harming the core functions of government. We helped uh, generate billions of dollars of tax reductions while not hurting core functions in education, healthcare, um, environmental protection. So you don't think of Tax Watch as um, some of this out there for the students and academic achievement, but Tax Watch actually helps improve the performance of our schools by making sure um, we highlight those things that work best in schools. Tax Watch is a whole program to reward, to recognize, and uh, promote great principal leadership, particularly to failing schools. So you can't have a, um, a school perform well if the principals are not top-notch. Uh, the only reason why many great teachers stay in schools is because well, of the great principal great principals. is the chief executive officer of that organization. You're absolutely right, so John. So you've got to have good leaders there. And let, people forget let, that. Let me pause you for a second here. Um, you have a lot of passion about this. So let's back up for a second. You let's, think? Let's slow you down some. So the Defined Benefit Pension Plan, 1975, it became non-contributory mm -hmm. in the state of Florida. So all these years, as you know, have hundreds of clients who are FRS members. Mm -hmm. My grandfather and my father both retired from the state. Thankfully, they had pension plans because when my grandfather died, um, unfortunately, he, he made a bad choice. His pension died with him, so my grandmother had no money other than Social Security. Mm -hmm. My dad saw that mistake, so I'm not doing that. He took what's called Option 3, mm -hmm. got the income for life for 22 years, then he died. And my mother lived four more years, and she died earlier this year. So those pension plans are very, very near and dear mm -hmm. to my family, and also I grew up in a state employee family, sure. but, and to also to other uh, people in the Florida retirement system. I want to make something clear <clears throat> because I've heard people say tax watch was against having defined benefit pension plans. That was not the issue at all. No. It was, hey, we need to have some contribution being made by the employees 
to make this thing sustainable. Yes. Because if they had not done that, there was already an issue because of the investment world of what happened in the Great Recession in 2008. And if you talk with people like Ash Williams, who Mm -hmm. heads up the Board of Administration, he would tell you, hey, look, because of the investment world change, it was difficult there to make sure that the pension plan was solvent. And that's an issue all across the country, Uh, not just uh, in state plans, but corporate plans. So I want to make that clear that the organization of Tax Watch was not against defined benefit pension plans. It was just make them work for the benefit of all taxpayers. So I think that's a key point. Yeah, it really is, John. I think what Tax Watch also is looking to do is to make sure we're looking out for all the people and make sure it's fair, sustainable, but also reasonable and competitive. So there, there, there's still more work to be done. Uh, talk about some of the issues that you at Tax Watch are following up. Before you do that, talk a little bit about what happens inside the doors of Tax Watch. Um, you and I have been friends for a long time, mm-hmm. so I have some idea of the inner workings. But talk about what happens with the research. Just kind of break it down as far as the division of labor within Florida Tax Watch, because it's pretty fascinating. Yeah, what we do is... Uh, it's kind of like the uh, uh, some of the staff of the governor's office or the House and Senate Appropriations and Finance and Tax Committees. We have a very proficient staff that are budget analysts, economists, but they're great writers. And what we do is we look at big issues and challenges that are facing the people of Florida, say, how can we tackle them, look at them differently, and solve a problem in ways that's sustainable and effective and create long-term value for the people. So we would you say that that's somewhat of a think tank approach? Yeah, we're very much both a, a think tank, a combined think tank, but also watchdog. And that's an, an unusual combination. It's harder to do that. It's either to be like a gotcha watchdog after the fact. It's harder to be watchdog and kind of looking forward to a think tank. And we've been able to balance those two things out. So over the years, we've helped to reform like the pension system, uh, change our tax system to make it more modern less offensive, less onerous. Uh, we're looking now to really imbue some some transformational changes in our schools, particularly with the Tax Watch Principal Leadership Program. We're not only uh, we're finding three elementary schools, three middle schools, three high schools, where the principals are absolutely transforming those schools. They were either, they should have been Fs or D schools, and they're making now Bs, uh, C pluses, Bs, and better because they're also the poor schools. There were Title I, a disproportionate number of Title I free and reduced lunches are served, where English is spoken a second language, where there are more challenges, often crime near in those neighborhoods. If you can do it there, why can't you do it everywhere? So we're finding those principles. We give them cash awards. Um, we give also to each of those nine schools a prepaid scholarship to make sure that it's a gift that keeps on giving. We're finding out that these principles are not only transformative, but they they share certain characteristics, John, um, and yet they're helping to both retain the best teachers and inspire greatness out of good teachers. And uh, we think that this program and this activity is going to be what's critical to ensure that Florida remains competitive. It's not just a matter of partly money is a key issue, no question. It is an issue. But money alone is not going to solve it. We know that leadership requires uh, vision, character, discipline, resources, and accountability. The principles, Tax Watch Principal Leaders Program, brings all of those things together in a transformative way and changes those kids' lives and the lives of the community. So we want to see more of that occur. 
We're also looking at how can we take a lot of the money that's spent outside the classroom, overhead. We need these uh, support functions, transportation, food service, uh, janitorial, um, custodial, um, all the administrative expenses. But we probably have too much of that. And we want to take some of those expenses that are spent outside the classroom, reduce them, take those savings, and put it into the classroom. So how do you measure that? How do you determine what is too much over here and then put into the classroom? Talk about that for a minute. It's just a, a basic uh, accounting, uh, uh, account codes and so forth. But the, the way to do it is really, in our eyes, um, by using competitive systems, by looking at, okay, how can you maybe a lot of those commercial activities are not really inspiring a kid to learn. There's nothing wrong. It's something very important about transporting a kid safely to and from school. Yes. There's very important. <laughs> very important. But, but a lot of people can do that. Not a lot of people can inspire a child to read, inspire a child who didn't get that at home, but inspire him or her to really love learning and right. the building blocks of learning. So really taking those resources that are spent outside the classroom, making sure they're done Fairly, safely, properly, but finding competitive systems. Much of those activities can be outsourced without sending them to overseas. They have to be done inside, but done in a more competitive framework. The savings then going back into the classroom. Okay. Why does Florida Tax Watch care about that? Let's expand on that. So why should you as an organization care about it? And why should the people listening to this who say, I don't have kids in school, why should I care? Because, Let's address that. Because really, um, the youth and, and well-educated uh, children and communities are the future of our state. They're the future for job creation. They're the future for a preservation our, of our constitutional democratic republic. Uh, we can't have informed citizens unless they're informed themselves. Our future. Uh, they're absolutely our future, but they're also our present. And so having kids that can perform well, we want to make sure they stay in Florida. We have systems of doing that. So... Saving that money saves taxpayers, improves the student's academic achievement, and it helps the families and communities. So it's a win-win-win. That's what TaxWatch seeks to do on every issue it encompasses. It just takes a stronger, harder look than, than others. Uh, we don't. It's like the BASF commercial. We don't make the boat motors. We just make them run better. We just make them better. That's right. Well, I, I was sharing just last week with some friends about thoughts on the education system. I see that when you're in school. If you and I compare notes, you know, Jay's sitting here with us, so if the three of us are sitting here in the classroom and we share ideas, that's called cheating. So we're expected to work hard, get A's, get 100 on the test ourselves. But the very minute you get into the corporate world, you get on a job, now collaboration is critical. <laughs> but most people don't know how to do it because our education system teaches you to be a rugged individual versus a team player. So I'm of the opinion that what you should do in the school system is break the class up into five or six children per group. Mm -hmm. And they work together. They can compare notes and they take the test together even. And then whichever five or six has the best scores, they as a group score. But it's funny you say that. Cause tech, <laughs> no, it, it's just because actually there was a program called Project Child. And it, it really had to do with uh, instruction but also computers in the classroom. And so it was a, it was a way of actually taking sometimes uh, third, fourth, and fifth grade classes together. Mm -hmm. So you had the same teacher for three years. They, the teacher got to know how Johnny and Susie learned yep. and could help touch them and inspire 
tap into how they learn and also then how they would collaborate with other students. I and the that. students would help teach each other. And I we did that. that. And they were able to get better, better results mm-hmm. with even larger classrooms. Now, once we had the class size amendment take, take hold, that Project Child couldn't really work in the same rubric. You didn't get the same benefit out of it. Well, this goes back a long time ago, but when I was in the fifth and sixth grade, I had the same teacher both years. And it was very fascinating because you're correct. The teacher got to know you, how you think, how you work, and it was much better. A little town called Glendale over mm-hmm. in uh, northwest Florida. It was interesting. All right, so education is one. What other issues are you guys focus on? TaxWatch has done so much to get the state started on on uh, criminal and juvenile justice reform. It's really one of the areas that seems to have some bipartisan support. You say, well, why is that important? Well, what's really important about it is we were starting to build so many jails. So a little over 10 years ago, TaxWatch noticed that <clears throat> during the Great Recession, the governor at that time, Charlie Chris, was going to take uh, $325 million to build three new prisons. And he was going to sort of take that cash to, to fill the budget deficit and then bond it. That $325 million would have turned into over a billion dollars with interest earnings on that because of the bonding. So we said, you know, stop that. We found that they were not going to, they cost $100 million a piece to build. Time we're out. looking at 19 more. All right, time out. When you say stop that, so walk us through a little bit about when you see something as an, not Dominic Colabro mm-hmm. himself, but when Florida Tax Watch, the board says this is an issue we have a problem with. Walk us through how you go about making an impact with the political leaders. Well, what we do is we conduct and publish research. We make sure it's thoughtful, it's accurate, it's fair, but most importantly, we want to make sure it's impactful. So we often share to make sure it's accurate, but beyond that, then we go public with it and we put pressure on people. We share it with interested parties that want to see it changed. We don't lobby, but other people do. We give it to uh, news organizations that put pressure in different capacities. We share it with House and Senate leaders, House and Senate staff members, the executive branch, their staff and the like. And so we say, hey, we can do better. And we show specifically where and how through accurate, insightful, thoughtful facts and figures that are impactful in people's lives. So the recommendations we had, we were looking at building 22 prisons. Hmm. Okay. So we really stopped it. We put a, put a, put a, uh, a moratorium on that. Uh, we'll prompt the state to do that. That would cost $2.2 billion in cash, not bonding it, just the cash. That's just cash. To operate them is $40 million a year. So 22 times four, it's $840 million annual operating expense. That's money that now is not going to go there, but it'll go into early learning, healthcare, education, more generative areas. So tax watchers had led the state in smart justice in this criminal juvenile justice area. The next area we'll be looking at is, is continued... TaxWatch in 2017 uh, helped uh, prompt and support the, the Senate president on um, the uh, beginning of the restoration of the Everglades. You say, why is that important to people? You choke off the Everglades. We don't filter that water properly. You're going to starve southeast as well as southwest Florida. You have too much water intrusion, saltwater intrusion, that's going to ultimately starve the whole uh, uh, the whole community and the, the whole the, uh, uh you can't have a good economy if you don't have a good ecology. So we now, this governor, Governor DeSantis, is a, a very strong proponent and will continue to work with the Everglades Foundation and others to make sure the Everglades is actually uh, restored in a more cost-effective, thoughtful way for the preservation 
of generations. Here's a question for you. You can't do everything. So walk us through how the board makes the determination as to what issues to take on versus say, that's nice. Somebody should do that, but we're going to pass on that one. Great question. So in my capacity as president and CEO, I'm also the chief staff executive. It's in our bylaws. It's one of the most unique independent bylaws in the country, uh, particularly the state of Florida. The CEO is responsible for formulating the findings of facts, conclusions, and recommendations, not the board of trustees or the board of directors or the executive committee. Mm-hmm. Okay, the executive committee authorizes. So how do they do that? Well, we look at an issue. We check, is this important? Okay, is this been independently pursued in the past? Do we have the resources or the talent to make a difference? And by what reasonable means? And do we have uh, the capacity to see it through? When we check all those things off, we help the executive committee helps us prioritize and, and authorize the conduct of it. And when they do, they let the chips fall where they may. There's four things, three or four things a tax watch does, no one else does. In the country, not just in the state of Florida. It's independent research. We have the, the annual Turkey Watch report, okay? That's a report that holds accountable uh, the legislature to see that they spend the money the way they say it's going to be spent, in a fair, equitable fashion. That's accountable. Always, that's always fun to see that, by the way. Well, you know what? I'll tell you what. We're the only one in the country that does that uh, and is impactful. Democratic, Republican governors alike, uh, including uh, Governor DeSantis, um, has vetoed, uh, helped veto over $3 billion, almost $4 billion worth of tax watch tag budget items that did not go through the the, process, the vetting process that they wanted. Um, so that's important. Now, also, one of the sometimes we have our own board members and officers have their projects on there. What organization would put their sitting chairman's project on that list? You would. Florida Tax Watch <laughs> did this past year. And our chairman was all for I mean, he didn't like it, but he, he understood. He, he respected uh, the integrity. He respects the, the, the thoughtfulness. The reason why that particular $10 million project was on there was because technically it uh, was going to take money out of the Transportation Trust Fund. But I have nothing but ultimate respect for our chairman who's just said, you know what? They're right. Now, I'll still fight for the project. Of course. You know, and that's fair too, and that's appropriate. But so that's number one. Number two, we have a, the, uh, used to be the Davis Productivity Awards and Prudential. Now it's called the Tax Watch Productivity Awards. They're going to be issued September 11th uh, at FSU from 5 to uh, 8.30. That's a program that recognizes, that rewards and replicates tremendous excellence by our uh, state employees and work groups. John, that's just exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. We not only find the individuals doing a great job that are saving taxpayers millions of dollars, but also working in collaboration in innovative ways, adding more value than what they're expected and paid to do. So, about what you're doing there is awesome. I've had the pleasure, folks, over the years of being a sponsor of that. And it's, it's amazing the, the work that you see there. Yeah, that's good work. That's the second thing. The, other, the third thing is really this principal leadership awards, which we took the, uh, those Productivity Awards program and then shaped it towards principal leaders. The beauty that we have with uh, Florida's system that, that really Governor Jeb Bush uh, really helped create and we continue to expand on it was an accountability. We have some of the best data collection of, of schools, you know, ranking the schools and, and the, the teachers and the principals in them of any state and nation. So, so since we're data rich, we use that data to, to conduct the uh, Tax Watch Principal Leadership Awards Program that recognizes the great leaders. Now, we're also not just helping to recognize them. We're using it to give 
scholarships to the kids at school, uh, prepaid scholarships to one student at each of those nine schools each year that would not otherwise go to school. Thirdly, we're able to take the Principal Leadership Awards program and have them teach the faculty and students at our, at, uh, we're going to start with Broward College and then hopefully take it around other colleges and possibly universities. Then a uh, fourth part of that would be to ultimately help advise, the, which they already do, the State Board of Education on what works and what doesn't. They are the successful CEOs in the class on the job and the class uh, at the, the class activity. So use them to advise the State Board of Education and the Florida legislature about the policies and practices that really, really work. Last but not least, each year, Tax Watch comes up with ways to save a tremendous amount of money. So both former, uh, the current Chief Financial Officer, Jimmy Petronas, and uh, uh, former CFO, Jeff Atwater, talked to the bonding houses, and uh, this is actually on the record. They both said that they've talked to Standard Poor's, Fitch, and, and Moody's. And uh, one of the questions, why is Florida such a good state financially? And so there's three reasons. One is our state constitution is really strict on spending, not spending money we do not have. Okay. Two, we've got a lot of statutory laws. But third, each of them said this. I'm not making this up. They, 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 we have it on tape, uh, recorded that tape. <laughs> Just shows how old I am. It's, it's right. actually on, on uh, recorded. But uh, they have this group in Florida called Tax Watch. And Florida Tax Watch uh, not only gives us recommendations to save tax dollars, not just cut, cut, but do things better, smarter, more effectively, and more impactfully, but they actually come back and hold us accountable. And uh, they recognize us, and we get plaudits for doing it, and we get, uh, you know, scuffaws for not following it. And that helps us um, perform even better than we have in the past. So it allows Florida Tax Watch to make sure that we never sit on our laurels at Tax Watch, but more importantly, our state and local communities uh, will never will never let them sit on their laurels. There's always more challenges to meet and improvements to make. And Tax Watch is there to make sure that the challenges today and tomorrow are met effectively, efficiently, and responsibly. You're a nonpartisan organization, mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter Democrat or Republican. But from the standpoint of pressure, do you ever get feel like you're getting uh, pressure from either political party or or leaders? Yeah, I, I mean, yes. I, I know. Yeah. Let me say yeah, that. I, I know yeah. over the years that you've had battles with people. Sure, sure. Because I've, I've witnessed some of them. But yeah. walk me through that. From the standpoint of political issues, do you ever feel like you're getting pushed on and uh, trying to be persuaded you, to do something? You, you were pulled and pulled and like anybody else. If anyone that's got influence, they're going to try to pull you and tug you or push you or whatever to have you, you know, get behind them. Of course. And that's understandable. It's human nature. We we, we are always look for proper, not improper influence. So if some, the whole thing is, if you've got a good idea or you've got facts and figures that we don't have that are important, we are all ears and we'll include it. But if not, they're going to let the chips fall where they may. And we have a 40-year history of doing that with rare, rare exception. No one bats a thousand, but our numbers are pretty, pretty darn high. That doesn't mean we always succeed, but one thing that's never up for grabs is our integrity, like the budget turkey issue or anything else. That is paramount. And it's important with every organization, John, but it's critically important because Tax Watch, its legitimacy is um, the authenticity of power, making sure power is... Is, is properly applied for the benefit of all the citizens and all the taxpayers and all of our visitors. So Tax Watch has helped 
like in this whole Visit Florida area. It's helped make sure we get more money in tourism. We got our level of tourism. We contributed by making sure we did research that was well-grounded, informative, and helped the legislature appropriate money to get us from $85 million of tourists a year to close to 120 plus million tourists a year. That has added tens of billions of dollars to our gross domestic product and improved the economy. It actually reduces the tax burden on the right. residents because our visitors help pay for that. Well, if we didn't have that, we would definitely have to have a state income tax. Or the comparable of it, yes, we would. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Tax which points that out. So we're, we're looking, we're not ideological, we are principled. So the principle is how, what can we do to add value the long term for the citizens based on the sound guiding principles of our the founders of our nation, the Constitution, the uh, Declaration of Independence, Bill of Rights, the, the uh, Federalist Papers, but also on, on the evidence. It's the evidence at hand. If there's good evidence behind it and sound principles of human behavior, Tax Watch is going to support it and see it through. Very good. Very good. Uh, we only got just a little bit of time left. So let's talk a little bit about uh, the upcoming um, you don't call them Davis Productivity Awards anymore. What would you call Tax them? Tax, Tax, Tax Productivity Awards. Productivity Awards. Uh, talk just a little bit more about that, uh, where the different meetings going to be this year mm-hmm. and when. And then I want us to end up talking about your big event uh, in December. So if anybody would like to join that they can, or attend that, they can. But uh, let's start with the uh, Productivity Awards. Tell us more about that. This, uh, this is our 30th anniversary. It's a great time for the Productivity Awards. Well, it's also the 40th anniversary of Florida Tax Watch. Uh, for the 30th anniversary of the now-named Tax Watch Productivity Awards, it's presented by Kira Solutions. We have other major sponsors. We will be giving cash awards uh, varying from a few hundred dollars to several thousand dollars to deserving state government employee and work units throughout um, state government. The awards will be presented in Tallahassee, the kickoff, on September 11th. We have a governor and cabinet resolution that recognize them. Um, we had uh, uh, the cabinet member, Chief Financial Officer Jimmy Petronas, who's also he and his officer being recognized for their unfailing uh, and tremendous efforts during Hurricane Michael to help bring people and their property back to some restoration of civility and, and, a, and a healthy, uh, safe, safe return. Um, it'll be September 11th at Florida State University. Um, and that'll be from 5 to uh, 8.30. I'd say call Tax Watch at uh, 850-222-5052, 222-5052 for information about attending that event. The other one we have will be the 40th anniversary in December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, honoring Tax Watch founders, its trustees, board members, and, and its uh, unfailing supporters for four decades so we hope that we're going to position ourselves for the next 40. So uh, Florida's grown up a lot, and Florida Tax Watch, as you heard from the chief financial officers of Florida, believe that Tax Watch has had an important part in that so, making. So if you stay in this role another 40 years, that'd make you over 100, wouldn't it? No, it's not going to happen <laughs> for a lot of reasons. You know, it's uh, no, I've been very, very blessed. Uh, this is this actually is going on my 40th uh, anniversary of Tax Watch as well. I started in 1980. And just been very, very blessed. Started as a research analyst, uh, then executive director, then uh, president CEO. But we have, most importantly, a very, very dedicated professional staff. They are really nonpartisan. In fact, we're one of probably the very few that I know of any organization where in our personnel manual, we are prohibited from making political contributions. 
of mm-hmm. any sort. Um, we cannot support opposed candidates in any public manner. We want people to vote, of course, but they cannot run for office, cannot serve in, in you know, a partisan public office, because we really want to make sure that the whole brand is truly nonpartisan. So, so if I were an employee of Florida Tax Watch, I cannot make a political contribution? Correct. You agreed to that. It's part of a term, did, term and condition. I did not realize that. Yeah. Well, it's, we've we've always had it informally, but uh, maybe s- five or six years ago, we actually we checked with legal counsel because of our unique role mm-hmm. and our unique brand. It's part of the brand. So I think that makes total sense. I know I'm limited by what I can do because of being a uh, uh, in the financial mm-hmm. world. Financial regulators put a cap on what the county cannot do. Mm-hmm. But I did not realize that, that was the case there. I like that. So that definitely makes sure that you um, uh, practice what you preach, doesn't it? You know, it's one thing to say that you're nonpartisan. <laughs> and obviously, legally, the organization cannot, by, by federal and state law, make contributions to political candidates. But very frequently, you'll have the senior officers of, the, of these nonprofits um, you know, pick one side or the other. Right. Or sometimes even serve in political office. We cannot. We do not. It's just a self-imposed discipline to ensure our independence and our integrity and, our, and the character of our integrity. So I don't know of any organization and even academia that puts that kind of uh, high level of integrity. But it should be high standard. If you're calling yourself something like Florida Tax Watch, mm-hmm. if you're calling yourself, what was this now? Let me get it right. Guide dog, bird dog, watch dog, but not a lap dog. Yeah. You sure as hell better have some high principles. Well, we integrity. did. Otherwise, did. you're going to uh, not last for 40 years. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else you want to say in closing, my friend? You know, John, um, I've been very, very blessed to, to serve in this role uh, to try to be a very good leader, good steward. Um, but part of it is the, 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 the humility to know that uh, no matter how good we, we do and how hard we work, there's still so much more out there. And I've been very blessed to meet professionals and become friends with professionals like yourself and others that I would never have had the opportunity to had I not been blessed with the opportunity to, to uh, lead Florida Tax Watch. I've met some of the best, not just political leaders, some of the best civic leaders, professional um, men and women who really care deeply about making their communities as well as the state of Florida the best it can be. And tax which is just an important um, instrument of our uh, of our experiment in a constitutional democratic republic. We just do that with this little small part of the world called Florida and each of its major communities. We're now looking at um, the, the 2020 census, and part of that, we have a whole program that's designed to make Florida count. Every city, every major city, every major community, county by county, city by city, we realize that if we do not make every Florida, uh, every person count, 20 years ago, we, lost, we undercounted conservatively by 200,100 people, the equivalent of a 10 years of loss of three billion dollars of federal grants and aid. That's probably even the loss of possibly one congressional seat when you add a little bit of the overage on one part and the underage on the other. If we were to replicate that today, that could be 300,000 to 350,000 people larger than the size of Orlando. That would cost us at least one congressional seat and probably $8 billion. We want to make sure, make Florida count. We're working with the, uh, the leaders, the city uh, mayors and city councils, the county commissions and the leaders of the counties 
and uh, the local communities so that neighborhood by neighborhood, people who they are familiar with, we want to count everybody, um, the homeless, um, the disaffected, uh, everybody, because that's what the law requires and we don't want to count any more nor count any less. The impact of that will, will face Florida communities, cities, counties, and the state for at least the next 10 years. And even if we get count every single person, because Florida is the third, third largest state and the fourth fastest growing, we're adding 360,000 new people a year. Within three years alone, mm-hmm. we're going to have over a million people in Florida from other states that are still getting the money from their states because they're using the 2020 decennial census when it's 2023 or 2025. We'll have, you know, one to two million more people here and not get the money. So it's really important. Who thinks like that? Florida Tax Watch. Uh, I want to add another question to the thing here because what you just hit is something else from the standpoint of the growth of Florida. Um, some people move here from other states and they say, hey, I've got mine now. Don't anybody else come in. Let's mm-hmm. lock the gates. Mm-hmm. But you just threw out a number. 360,000 people a year mm-hmm. coming here. Mm-hmm. That's 30,000 people a month. That's right. So how does Tax Watch look at the growth of Florida and how do we sustain growth and also do it in a way that doesn't bankrupt us. Let's talk about that for a minute. We the best, a couple minutes. There's several things to do. First, what we what Florida uh, does is continue to keep a good fiscal policy, uh, keep our taxes low and competitive, but also make sure we spend monies uh, preserving those things that are most important that make Florida special. Our, our uh, rivers, our, uh, our lakes, uh, not just on Lake Okeechobee and the Everglades, but all of our major lakes and streams, make sure that the water's clean, make sure that we are preparing for as rising sea levels occur, that we do something to prevent the erosion of our of our critical coastline, mm-hmm. to make sure that we have good transportation systems, we invest in the infrastructure. That's why having the, um, the leaders come to speak at our annual meeting will be very, very important. So I think the most important thing is that um, we have to be looking out ahead, not just behind what we've done, because Florida, as great as it is, and we have great things to build upon, we're only good as our weakest link, and we're only good as our as our continued commitment. So I say education is critically important, kindergarten to 12th grade. Early learning is critical to start that, but it's also important throughout. Our colleges and universities need the kind of support, as well as accountability, but financial support to make sure uh, we not only educate people, but also make sure they come back and stay here and contribute to the economy. Right. Dominic Calabro with Florida Tax Watch, thank you for your time, my friend. Thank you, my friend. We'll, we will do the, we'll do this again. The next time we do it, I want to get into some more specifics about what are some of the issues that you're focused on currently and in the future. Uh, I think we'll just barely uh, scratch a surface in this 40 minutes today. Okay. So, folks, I hope you've enjoyed this. And, Dominic, if somebody wants to know more about Florida Tax Watch, tell them who to call or where to go on the website. Our website is www.floridataxwatch, spell it Florida Tax Watch, dot org. FloridaTaxWatch.org. Phone number is 850-222-5052, 850-222-5052. Dominic, thank you for your time today. Thank you, John. If you would like to know more about John Curry Services, you can request a complimentary information package by visiting johnhcurry.com slash podcast. Again, that is johnhcurry.com slash podcast. Or you can call his office at 850-562-3000. 
Again, that is 850-562-3000. John H. Curry, Chartered Life Underwriter, Chartered Financial Consultant, Accredited Estate Planner, Master's in Science and Financial Services, Certified in Long-Term Care, Registered Representative and Financial Advisor of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. Securities, products, and services and advisory services are offered through Park Avenue Securities, a registered broker-dealer and investment advisor. Financial Representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is an indirect, wholly-owned subsidiary of Guardian. North Florida Financial Corporation is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities. Park Avenue Securities is a member of FINRA and SIPC. This material is intended for general public use. By providing this material, we are not undertaking to provide investment advice for any specific individual or situation or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. Please contact one of our financial professionals for guidance and information specific to your individual situation. All investments contain risk and may lose value. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, or employees do not provide legal, tax, or accounting advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances, not affiliated with the Florida Retirement System. The Living Balance Sheet and the Living Balance Sheet logo are registered service marks of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. Copyright 2005 through 2018. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities or Guardian and opinions stated are their own.